Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. So, hey everyone. Hey, my lovies. Hey, my clinical research babes. Um, so I lovies. That's cool. Yes, I have Dan here with us. And if anybody knows anything about clinical research, when you type in clinical research, you see his face pop up. This is who I actually learned how to become a CRC. I watched his video. This is how I learned. This is who basically put them videos out there for our learning and our educational purposes to teach us how to get into clinical research, what clinical research even is, because my last semester in college, I didn't even know what I was about to do. And it was his videos that inspired me to get into clinical research. I watched his interview tips. I, all the notes that he would tell us to take from the terminologies, because I didn't know what IRB was and so on and so forth. This is the guy, you guys, this is the guy. And I'm also going to add his YouTube, his TikTok and his Instagram in the description. So you guys need to go and follow him as well because I promise you the gems that he drops are phenomenal. So Dan, please first tell us, how did you get started in clinical research? Because if I learned from you, who did you learn from? (laughs) Well, I kind of cheated and I'm looking, I'll get my book later, but the comprehensive guide to clinical research guys, that's if you can help me out, get that book. We're trying to make it number one in medical research where it was at. It was at there for a while, but then it, it fell off and, but now it's climbing back. It's climbing. I like being the underdog. Um, I cheated because, so I was like you, I was pre-med, pre-med student. Um, and I just didn't have the grades to get in. So I, I did graduate. Um, and I was still like trying. I was like, all right, what about pharmacy? What about NP? And then my dad at the time, so my dad's a foreign doctor from Romania. 
I was born in Romania. We moved to LA when I was two. So I don't know very much about Romania, but I've been back a few times, but he's a foreign doctor. So when I hit 11th grade, he actually got his uh, license in the US. So he like studied, it's really hard for foreign doctors to get their certifications. They make it really tough. Um, He did it. So he became a doctor. I went off to college. I went to Arizona. So I didn't think anything else about it, but I was like, yeah, pre-med's good. Um, By the time I graduated, he had started doing clinical research with USC, University of Southern California. Mm -hmm. And he partnered with three of those doctors to do a private research center in the outskirts of LA because they were tired of the local IRB. So they were like, you know, we can't do the studies we want because local IRB is taking forever. So let's do a private site. So they created like the small site. None of them were business people. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, you know what? You're having a hard time getting into med school because your grades suck. Why don't you do uh, research? You can intern here and then you can you have a better chance. Right? <laughs> you can put research on your resume. Yeah. So I did that. And within three months there, the company started falling apart. Like I was just a volunteer, right? So I didn't know anything about the politics, but there was a few coordinators there. And one day everybody just walked out and they're like, Hey, you know, payroll, nobody's like managing payroll. These are four doctors. None of them are running the business. They're just all doing their own thing. And then research is going on as well. (laughs) So can you imagine the CRA at that site? But anyways, um, (laughs) So my dad's like, hey, you, you know, I think the this thing's over. Like, you go find a job, go to med school, do whatever you're gonna do, or or because all his partners left too, they like quit. Yeah, you can take it over if you want. I don't know what I'm doing, so I just took over. Like, the site had like three studies. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I was an intern at this time. Okay, this is what I did, Dan go to McDonald's and get these patients some burgers, right? Then go to Albertsons and get dry ice. Mm. I didn't actually do the study stuff. Yeah. So when they all quit, I just had the books, like the source documents. Yeah. And the studies were going on, whether these people, these coordinators stay or quit, and they all quit. So I told my dad, yeah, I will. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And I just had to learn how to be a coordinator. I stopped recruiting for two studies because they were hard. So I focused on two easier studies. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, Kim, the, who the patients were, right? Like, forget mm-hmm. about calling retention. I just waited for people to show up in the clinic. Yeah, And then they would tell me, oh, I'm in this study. I was like, are you in the study with the blue bottle or with the white one? <laughs> yeah, that's See, how that it went. Crazy. That is like, you were like thrown in. Yeah. Thrown into yeah. the stars. And I somewhat high enrolling for the studies too. So the monitors were, I mean, they were mean one of them figured out that I'm not just lazy, that I just didn't know what I'm doing. So she, she was a good one, but I was terrified of her. And 
yeah like i got hypertension at like 23 years old and it was bad it was bad but so it took me like a good year to learn yeah but the payments came in and i was like wow this is like i had no idea i was an intern so i had no idea like anything that one of the administrators who also quit she did all the budgets and she took with her all the books like so i had no idea what even were owed anything she took everything with her later i discovered she tried to create a similar name company so she can like take the checks she wasn't able to but it was just complete chaos kim like that's crazy it's probably worse than i'm making it out to sound it yeah, was that bad sounds pretty, yeah like that's this sounds pretty bad so if it was worse than this i don't really know like, it that, was worse because it's like every day like dealing with that on top of it the patients were schizophrenic um so cns studies yeah yeah um so it was tough it was challenging surprisingly the patients kept showing up and i didn't realize i was so naive right i remember the first patient we finished her visit and she wouldn't leave she was just like sticking around and i'm like what's going on we had a receptionist who stayed her name is lala shout out to lala she's still like She's still my friend on Instagram, but she was like, no, like they get paid. I was like, what? They get paid. (laughs) Yeah. So she wouldn't leave until I gave her 50 bucks. (laughs) And then I figured out, okay, like I actually have to put my own money into this because the company had no money at the time. The checks came like three months later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like I basically used all my savings at the time to foot the bill. And this whole time, I still thought, all right, within a year, like if this is successful or not, I didn't even expect it to be successful. <clears throat> I'll go to med school. Like I'll have a better chance. Yeah. And that never happened. But the business kind of took off and I started making like pretty decent money from that point on. Okay. I've had bad years too, but most of them have been good, thankfully. And this is when you were 23. 23. <laughs> 23. That- crazy and when you own an s corp when you own an s corp like um everything's i learned this the hard way too when you own an s corp everything's passed through so i had no idea kim like i was buying like fancy stuff and cars all right i was living with my mom so i didn't have like any other expenses so i had my cpa who was working as the cpa for the previous company he sent me the my tax bill and I was like, hey, there's there's a typo here. You know, he's <laughs> oh, no. like, no, he broke it down to me like you literally spent everything. You should have paid taxes first. So it was like a lot of money I had to pay. Ta- so then I learned like the hard way again. You know, I learned the first year like research the hard way. The second year I learned like the business the hard way. And then it started getting easier. Yeah, this is not a conventional way that most no. people in the research, you guys. So he has a very unique story, a very unique take, because he wasn't even just thrown in as a CRC. He was thrown in as the clinical trial manager, the CRC, the budgets, the feasibility, regulatory. You were literally doing everything and not under the guidance of an institution where you had somebody to say, hey, you know, that is wrong, do that. No, he was practically running a business fresh out of college with no former experience, if you guys are listening, because this is, I didn't even know all that. That's 
crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's and my dad was the PI. So that made it easier. Mm, and okay. in many ways, like I'm lucky as well, like as difficult as that was and chaotic, I'm also lucky because most people don't get that opportunity when they like fresh out of college. Right. Yeah. No, um, but I also had to say yes. Like, so it's kind of like, and I had to like do the work. It's, it wasn't easy that I got hypertension. I got diagnosed hypertension at 23 and it was because of the stress. Yeah. So my dad, after like two years, he said, look, I don't want to be the PI. Cause we started growing the site. He's yeah. like, no, you got to find another PI. I'm not doing this. Like I wanted to quit when everyone else did. So I had to find, I had to like recruit physicians and then, but it it went well. So I'm very happy, like grateful actually for that opportunity. If it would have happened to me, like when I was 40 or like I had a family or stuff, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Wow. That is impressive. That is an amazing, unique story. So that kind of gets me into the next part is, so you have a clinical research organization in a sense, or like a clinical trial site. Can you explain more about what that is and how, well, we kind of see what inspired you to do it, but cause I, like I said, I didn't know that was your story, but I want to know more about what that is, how you got started and was it hard? Cause I've gotten questions from people is of like, I saw that video you made. I wonder if I can make my own clinical, uh, clinical site. I'm just like, maybe I, I don't yeah. But you can, but you can. tell us what that's about and you how. Can. So the site ownership is still like core to what I do. Like that's, that's basically like um, I've dabbled with other things. I was a contract CRA for four years on the side. So I told you I had like mostly good years, but I had a few bad years. And during those bad years, I still had employees. So I had to pay them, but I can't pay myself at, mm-hmm. during yeah. those years. So I went out and got contract CRA jobs and things like that. So that's how I know that side of the business. Um, The YouTube is what started everything. So Hmm. during like 2005 was when I started. That was the chaotic year. 2006 was the year we're like rebuilding because I lost all my money to the IRS. Yeah. Uh, I was Googling things like how do you like what is the informed consent? And I couldn't find like anything practical. Mm -hmm. So that just stayed in the back of my mind. So in 2010, I started, I had employees already and I was getting bored. So I made a YouTube channel, but I made it to get patience for my site. And then I realized, like, I didn't want to get like other researchers interested. I was like, why would I do that? That's my competition. So I was trying to get patience. The only people watching were other researchers. So the, all the questions I got were like, hey, how do I, you know, I'm a site owner, I'm a coordinator, I want to be a CRA. Those are like the questions I was getting. I got zero questions from like patients like, oh, great video. I want to join a study. I didn't get any. So I changed my whole content to make it about CRCs, CRAs, site owners. Uh, and that really opened the door for CRA Academy because I got last thing I wanted to do was be a teacher. Yeah. And I kept getting Kim, I'm sure you get tons of questions too, but at one point it was like every day, every day, a question, how do I become a CRA? How do I become a CRA? Do you have, 
well, they would literally ask, do you have an academy? Like, I'll pay you. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. After like the hundredth person, I talked to my business partner, Chris, yeah. who was one of my first employees. I said, hey, do you want to do a CRA Academy? So we did. That's how that started. But then we needed an internship for the series. And we didn't have that. But we had contacts with sponsors. And I had contacts with doctors. And a lot of these doctors... They wanted to do their own studies, investigator-initiated trials. And they would ask me, do you know anyone who's a good CRO? And I kept, I kept saying no, just like I told the CRAs no. And then I was like, wait a minute, we need yeah, like a study. Yeah. We need a study for the interns to do. Yeah. So then we did the IITs, investigator-initiated trials, which are very easy uh, studies, but they're all registered in clinicaltrials.gov. Mm-hmm. That's where we have the CRO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other academies were born, CRC Academy, other sites too. Um, ended up selling that first site from 2005. I did it until 2012, sold it. Then I focused on another site I had with Chris, plus all these academies, plus helping other people start their own sites. Mm-hmm. And then it last year, 2021, moved to Yuma, Arizona, where my wife's from. And, and we opened a brand new site and we just hired our first employee right now, Ray, who you saw. Yes. Let me hey, turn Ray. my computer. Ray, you're on Kim's YouTube channel. Hi. There she is. This is week three for Ray and she's doing very good. Awesome. Uh, so that's like, yeah, everything's like come full circle because now I'm back to being a coordinator again right at a startup site but it's not chaotic yeah this type so you mentioned about the academy so you guys always ask me the question how to get started (laughs) in clinical research you guys he literally has an academy that can help you get started i know a lot of people don't really know where to start you know and the video that i'm gonna make follow-up like after this video is going to get more into depth, right? And my personal opinion about like how I started, but you guys, this is a really amazing resource. The link will also be in the description below. So if you guys are interested in trying to be a CRC, which I believe is like the best first route. And then if you guys want to get into that CRA role, you can also do both academies, right? So I'm guessing you could do one and then the other, and then you guys provide like internships in order for them to get that hands-on experience experience so everybody who keeps asking how am I supposed to get these jobs with that require me to have experience and nobody won't hire me to in order for me to get the experience this is something that you can put on your resume because I have looked at several resumes so far that people have been sending me and asking me to help them with you guys you need that experience you need to have that on your LinkedIn that is what triggers those recruiters I don't know they have some type of like antennas or something as soon as they type in CRA and your name pops up they do. they're gonna a bunch of them is gonna, are gonna flock to you all at one time so please tell us more about the academy um and we see how you started the academy, but I want to go a little, I want to dig a little deeper because I don't think I've heard of anybody else. I think I've probably seen one other academy to be a CRA only out there, but tell us more about that. Something I never wanted to do, like I said, but the demand was there and yeah. I'm not a very good teacher. Like I'm glad Ray left. 
I she's the only one I'm teaching right now one on one and I'm I'm not very good. The way we learn is like I kind of allow her to make smaller mistakes yeah. and the big ones I don't allow her to and then I let the monitors tell her like when the monitor finds it be like, "Well, go tell Ray, you know, she's right there." So that's how I teach. Um our CRA Academy, really, we have a really good instructor. Her name's Tiffany Bennett. She's amazing. She's been with us since day one. She's a 10-year veteran CRA. Mm. Um, she's she's actually would be a great guest, although she's very camera shy, so I don't think she'll come on. But no. <laughs> contracts here, she took like contract roles. I think one year she made like 300k like she she did something I would think about doing you guys like I don't plan to be in research until I'm 65 I plan to retire around the age of 40 so I would start doing contract areas I'm not even gonna lie I really think that's an option because you can work for six months stack as much money all y'all coins and then if you guys are moms you want to travel with your family your husbands I feel like that's an option I feel like that's a great option busy busy a little bit in the beginning but kim i just turned 40 you make me feel old i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry this i you guys age is nothing but a number and nothing but a number but guess what anytime you know what though you said that i kind of thought that way too yeah. um when i was your age kim which is not that long ago by the way i feel the exact same way i did when i was 28 that's good um, that is good (laughs) like motivation all that stuff um i think site ownership is something interesting and i think that's something that we can explore on your channel later and it'd be cool to like follow you not saying you're going to be a site owner but a lot of cras when they get tired of being cra they do look at site ownership because it is somewhat related um but yeah, the, I just found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have another question when you, when you mentioned about um, site ownership. So I've been asked this question by people from like when I post my videos on TikTok, on Snapchat, links for my videos. I've been asked like, is it hard to have your own site? And first of all, I just want to know, where do you start with the documents? Like, who who do you get approved by first how do you like what do you do is it just getting a building and renting a, a space mm-hmm. making sure like how don't do you do that it? yeah don't do that um i found a doctor okay. uh, who had a private practice i'm actually mm-hmm. in his office he gave me one of the That's rooms true. they have a big practice here yeah. um and so i said hey you know you want to partner with me it took me three months to find him but got him and like no rent okay uh whisper because there's people out there so there's no cost my only cost is desiree and paying the patients which i'm not using unlike my startup story from the 05 yeah i'm not using my own money this is all startup money from the budgets that i get from the studies so um yeah, and we use Creo. We use electronic source, electronic regulatory. There's no real regulations. Like there, there's a CLIA waiver. The doctor already had one. Um, there's IATA certificates for the people shipping blood. There's yeah. GCP. Those are free. Right? Those don't yeah, even cost exactly. much. 
So yeah. there's nothing, it's nothing. The the hard hope, part. I hope you guys take notes for anybody who's interested in doing this because I'm taking notes. So the hardest part's getting the doctor. The hardest hard. part. Yeah. And that's also the first thing you get it to. Um, and most likely your first doctor will not be like your business partner long-term. So here, this is actually my second doctor, my first one, because I knew that this rule I had forever and it's never failed me. The first PI I had, we didn't actually get a study, but I was going to use his office. Mm -hmm. I didn't like a lot of the things he was doing. First of all, his private practice was really small. That was like the main issue. But the second one was like, he was starting to get passive aggressive even before we started. Mm. So I was like, no, 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 you know, I'm going to find someone else. So my wife mapped out all the other doctors in Yuma. We found this guy here. Amazing. He's oh. going to be, he's a business partner now. Yeah. So awesome. your first one's likely to leave you guys and gals. Loveys. Loveys. Y'all heard him clinical research, babe, just in case this is something <laughs> Long-term goal for you guys. I don't even know this might be a long-term goal for me, but the way you're talking right now, it sounds like it's actually feasible. I thought, I don't know. I guess I always thought because of when I thought about it on the institutional level, I'm thinking like, this is way too deep and has too many moving parts and mm -mm. too many things that need to get in place. I wouldn't even think this far to do this, but that sounds pretty. You, need, you need a PI. You need a coordinator. That's you. Yeah. and you need patience and then you need study that's it so how do you get the study clinicaltrials.gov um yeah. and you just email or networking i mean networking. At, a, at your level like you already know people right you've only been in cro space for two years but you already know enough people yeah. to where you network. could yeah. network to get a study and all you need is one study one budget is really good yeah. So as far as you mentioned, like about not having like grants and stuff like that, yeah, is that something. So I know that a lot of um, studies that I have seen, for instance, when I worked at the institutional level, they um, like one grant would cover the study and our salaries would be embedded within that grant. Yeah. yeah. So like because you're not, because you chose not to go that route, would you ever consider going the grant route no. or no, there's like stipulations. I've tried, out? I've tried. It's very, I've tried with those investigator initiated trials, right? So that's a very, that's not even a business, right? What that is, is politics. You've got to be key opinion leader, doctor that knows the right people at the NIH, to get your grant approved it takes about 18 months to get a grant uh, uh through the process most of the time they get rejected so that's 18 months i've started this site in 10 months and i have seven studies now wow. so eight more months right who knows what i can do yeah like, versus 18 months of like hoping and by the way you have to write a grant mm -hmm. writing the grant's not easy you got to hire grant writers so no, I've tried and it's just, maybe someone else knows how to do that, but not, not the business for me. Yeah. You are amazing. 
I am just so appreciative that you shared this much of your story. You guys, honestly, you guys, the amount of gems, I'm looking at my notes right now, like. Yeah, I'll make you be a side owner soon. Listen, <laughs> hold on. Can you see this? You guys, I, can't, I don't even know. Listen, I'm taking the notes because it's like, I didn't even know that you were going to drop all these gems. And these, you guys, these are free gems. These are free gems. You didn't have to pay for that. So, which is why you need to put the link down in my description if you are considering because you see i know he says he doesn't think he's a, the best teacher you guys it doesn't matter what he's saying sometimes a gift is bestowed upon you at birth dan and that just might be something that you might not think you're good at but you like i said your videos have taught a lot of clinical i'm talking about you guys watching you know how you watch a video and you're like okay that was a good video and then you pass it but you have that one video that you like go back to because you're about to run into that interview. And while I'm, I would be on the way driving to the interviews, I would play the YouTube and I'm, and I'm not kidding, Dan, I would play the YouTube video while I'm driving just so that even if I'm not paying hundred percent attention, I, words that you're saying, I know something got to stick. Something is going <laughs> to stick. Even if it's a term that I probably never heard before the first time I watched the video, I know if I just listen, I'll get myself in that like game space to be prepared and get ready for the interview. Listen, you guys, like I said, the gems are dropped. Thank you. You heard, him heard, you heard them here first and please go over to his page and subscribe. Like I said, the link, all of his, all of his pages will be linked below in the description. And please, you guys, if you guys are truly interested in um, getting started in clinical research as a CRA or a CRC, please consider um, joining his academies, you guys. So, Dan, I just want to thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. It was great discovering you. Thank you for reaching out on Instagram. It's always yes, nice, first of all. You. But to have a YouTube channel, it's like, wow. Like, so I started, I subscribe. I'm a lovey. Thank you. Yes, you are, lovey. You are one of the <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I appreciate, appreciate you guys for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe because you guys are watching the videos and, and the subscriptions ain't going up as fast as the video views. So, you guys, I'm counting on you guys. You guys want more content, better content, great quality videos. You guys remember to subscribe and help push this channel to any other women or men who are interested in clinical research, any new recent grads who aren't sure what they want to do, you guys, this is the channel for you guys. And also make sure um, make sure that you guys subscribe to Dan's channel as well. We'll be thank in you, the thank you. Thank you guys. Awesome.